0: Today, I sit down with Brian Freeman of Freeman's Construction. In 1986, the company was incorporated as Freeman's Construction, Inc., and the business has expanded its services since that time to include design-build custom homes, whole house remodels, fire rebuilds, additions, steel buildings, wineries, AG buildings, and ICF construction. The company is a leader in fire-resistant construction and works in all areas of San Diego County. Freeman's Construction has been a locally owned and family-run business for over 39 years. And today I sit down with Brian, who is part of the second generation in that company. And Brian and I have been friends for a while now. He has a, a lot of great things to share in this episode, and he's also a great one to watch if you're looking for some digital marketing inspiration. Now for the conversation with Brian Freeman. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Spencer. Glad to be here. Yeah. Good to see you again. So for everyone that maybe doesn't know you, give us a quick rundown. What's the business? So, Where are you guys located? What kinds of projects you doing? That sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So Freemans Construction is the name of our company. So the bulk of the business is done down in Ramona, California, which is like East San Diego area. So we focus mostly on custom homes, but we do whole house remodels as well. So we're not doing anything less than whole house remodel typically. So. That's uh, the niche we're in, I guess you could say. So, yeah, yeah. So it's to keep us busy.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. We're definitely hearing that a lot these days. So we'll kind of get back to current, but I'm always curious. You know, when did the business start, and and how did it start? Looks like it's family business, right?
1: Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, my dad started this company back in 1981. So I think that was the year I was born. So. Makes me old already, (laughs) but he's, he's been at it a long time. And I started working in the business in 2000. So that's when I, I came in and started working and we've been going since. So, yeah.
0: And uh, so, so 81, do you know anything about like the early years or like when you got a little bit older, you know, were you doing anything to help dad or, you know, yeah. Just anything you remember from kind of the early, early
1: years. My early years or his early years.
0: Well, I I guess his earlier years of the business, but your early years, you know, like the overlap there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so he started out, he was a framing and concrete contractor. So when he started then he was doing a lot of subcontracting work and then he moved into, started, started actually, you know, doing the whole house and going through that, being the general. And so that worked into that. And then I, when I started in 2000, so I I started out as a laborer back, you know, working out, we were doing projects when I was going through high school and whatnot, but get out there, do that. And they did a lot of concrete work. We did some framing work and worked out in the field to like 2000 and 2000 into 2007. And then that's when all those, those, that witch Creek fire came, or witch Creek fire came through and burned down like 600 houses. And then we went into, went into the office and we started doing all the, all the work for the insurance companies and actually carried us through that last recession. So that was a blessing uh, for us, you know, not for others, but, uh, it's kind of gotcha. a short, short clip.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you started, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people start that way, you know, out in the field, and, like learning the craft and everything. So, you said you did that for about seven years. And then, what was the transition you said into the office? What kind of stuff were you doing then?
1: Yeah, so estimating. So, I was all in the sales and the estimating side of it at that point. So, we were just pushing, we were doing a lot of, we probably did a hundred scopes of losses for these insurance companies or for the owners, you know, for the insurance companies. And then we rebuilt about 40 of those houses during that time. So we were, we really focused on getting our numbers dialed and just selling, you know, closing those deals at that time. That's what my responsibility was.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And yeah. so, so you are out in the field, you guys were doing custom homes and like, were you doing custom homes and whole house? house remodels like 2000 to 2007 has that like been consistent or did you have you guys gone through some evolution
1: so since 2007 it's mostly been custom homes and all whole house remodels so there might have been a favor we did once for a few people that we did some smaller projects but mostly that's been it so it was mostly all custom homes during that rebuild time frame so there was nothing left those houses were all the way down to the slabs so that's what that's what we were doing mostly
0: yeah, well and and like you said, yeah, that that probably was a huge blessing for you guys at the time. Obviously, that a lot of people went out of business and you know, it was a really really tough time for most uh, construction companies. I'm curious too just to hear a little bit about like some of the family dynamics. Like did you know you always wanted to go into the business, you know, when you started in 2000 or was it like, yeah, this sounds good and then it just kind of like kept going or you know, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so I you know, I always liked working. So I did, didn't like sitting in the classroom a whole lot. So that's kind of what that direction, I think, and enjoyed building projects, you know, putting things together. I mean, even today, just kind of, you know, making something happen and walking away from it. You can, it's, it's just kind of rewarding, but that's, that's, I, I stuck with that. But a couple of years in, two, three years in, I go, man, this is, I started looking at real estate and I go, Hey, these these guys are making some good money, you know, not working so dang hard. So I got, ended up getting my real estate license, broker's license. So we've kind of tied that in too, as far as the Sales side of it, you know, as we've been going through the years. So that was back in, I think maybe like 2003 or so that we did that. So, okay, we'll, we'll change there. So that's kind of the, you know, the sales piece tied in with the construction, construction sales.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. And so, so then you hit 2007, you're doing all the like insurance work and everything. And then after that, yeah. you kind of got through that period of time. Then, kind of what happened next?
1: I think what we ran into was we were. That the insurance work dried up. I think there was a little, there was a blip in there between where we didn't quite get through that recession. So it slowed, slowed down a little bit. So then, and we were strictly referral type work. We were, we were working all kinds of different areas and doing, we'd pick up whatever we could pick up during that time. So there were some whole luxury remodel projects we were doing at that point, but, you know, and then, then it, then we progressed into more into the sale, getting, ramping up our marketing systems and, you know, like systems in place for the last, you know, probably three, four years. And, you know, then we're here, here we are today. We're still doing, you know, the custom homes and remodels with ADUs thrown in there too. just smaller custom homes that we're doing. So that's,
0: yeah, that's yeah,
1: right.
0: no, that's cool. And I'm always curious like, was it that blip where that was a slowdown that was kind of the impetus to say, like, we need to start doing marketing? Or like, what was that pivot point where you went from just like relying on referrals to saying, like, we're going to, we're going to invest in marketing, start building out a program here?
1: I think it was a fact of inconsistency. So just going, look, we need to, we need to have something that we can control and then it can control the, the lead flow, the work that comes in, who we're working with and not just taking what comes. So I kind of, I, I looked at it, you know, I had, had no background in it whatsoever, you know, and we just, we started tearing it apart and go, why, why are other people with this? We can't do this. And then we started researching this and trying to figure out you know, what I actually learned from some other industries of what they were doing. And, and then we, we ended up tying in with you and then doing the academy and doing what we, we've we done over the last few years. But that's that's where, that was the initial point where we said, look, we don't want to need to change something here. Something's broke. It's not working. It's, it's just not scaling. So that's, yeah. that's where you need change.
0: Yeah. I like that. I feel like Yeah, having that control, like that was the word that stuck out to me when you said that is like, yeah, we want a system we can kind of, yeah, move up and down or, you know, not rely on hope. I think is the opposite of like having the control. You're like, okay, like we know what to do to move some levers. And yeah, like not everything's going to be perfect all the time, but at least we won't just be like sitting back, like hoping stuff comes to us. And so, right. What would you say has been like a couple of big lessons learned or like a couple of big wins from? Pre that decision to then like okay we're gonna go or learn you know from different individuals start building this program yeah what what's kind of been the the difference or maybe some aha moments in there
1: yeah we can I mean obviously the market's hot no matter where you're at right now as far as working with people but you can we've been able to choose who we want to work with where we can work with been able to learn how to target certain neighborhoods certain areas without without I mean we can just we can have way too we could we have way too many leads to to do the work, right? So we've been able to create referral income out of it through referring to contractors and realtors and cover a lot of our marketing costs that we that we have. And so I think it's, it just gives you power in the sales process. So it, during the sales process, it, one of the biggest things, the walkaway power you have, right? So if you, someone comes to you and say, well, we, you know, can you negotiate on this or negotiate on that? You're like, you really seriously can look at them and go, man, I can't, I can't do it, man. It's, it's not the best interest for our clients that we're working for that want the work done right now. So we have to give them the opportunity to work with us. So it takes away, you just have a really strong position in the selling process. So,
0: Yeah. that I like how you said the, the walkaway power, but they always say like the person who needs the deal the least always has the leverage, you know? And so, yeah, it's a good, good spot to put yourself in so you don't have to say yes to things you really shouldn't and you know, that are going to come back around and
1: bite you later. (laughs) So, Yeah. Yeah, And the client too, is you get the the quality of the client that you're working with or the the customer you're working with is, is you get to pick that too. So you don't, that's, that's really nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that
1: makes sense. So question
0: I always like to ask people like growing and building a business is like, it's tough, right? Like there's so many variables, like there's so many factors that you can't control. There's a lot of learning. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you think are like one or two of the toughest parts about growing a business? Just thinking about that, that journey from when you came into the business until now.
1: Yes, I think systems was a big thing. So we found as we, as things have grown and scaled, so we found it seemed like every system was breaking. It's like just breaking, breaking, breaking and no documentation of the systems. We've had some issues where we had some, some team members leave unexpectedly and got stuck with, they had all of our knowledge and they left You know, mm-hmm. for this department. So being able to document the systems that we have has been huge. Like that's one thing we've made a very big part of what we're doing. And I think that's, if you could start with that from the very beginning and start doing and documenting those in that way. And then even we've had a success too with like having other team members know that other person's job to some degree. So, right. So then they, they're out, then this person covers. So I think that some of that that uh, collaboration that you can have with a team is huge that we've seen as a benefit. And like we use Slack for our internal communication, which is amazing. Like going back and forth, those tools, we've implemented those didn't have those tools. The efficiencies were low. So I mean, knowing that like the right tools to use and then picking them once, you don't have to relearn all the software is huge. (laughs) And we use that thing. Like if someone has a question on our team, uh, internal, we're not emailing out, you know, externally or internally. We only email external, everything internals on this, on Slack. And then mm-hmm. we can use these screen shares to record every, so someone that comes with me with a question, I, I want to document that question that's answered. And I take that and I record that. I record it immediately right there in a professional manner. We vault it. And then we have that for training purposes later. So, I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the last you know few years that we've been putting into place. And it's been amazing to help people. So you can really scale your time too, because you don't have to be there to train them as as they need it. So answer the questions. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The, I was going to kind of ask you, like, if you have a system around building the systems, because I think when people say like systems and processes, you go, yeah, okay. That like, that makes sense. But like, how do you do that? It sounds like you do a lot of it over just like video and screen share. Are there, yeah. um, there's some things that you can't do that for. Do you guys have like a process for building those? Systems is it just like documentation and, and who does it or how have you guys found uh you know a good way to implement that?
1: So we're getting better at that every day. So it's just kind of a work in progress. But the first thing we kind of did was we we're, we make checklists. So like as so like we just implemented a, a, a new member of our marketing or not a marketing team our accounting team. And so we started making checklists of every single thing that's happening. You know in that as they're going through and we're teaching them going through this because we had a transition where we lost that person and then we didn't have that's one of the big hiccups that we had so we make a list of every single thing they do and then that's when we go back and we once they're they're trained or whoever is trained on that is actually going back and then just they're we're trying to we're we're trying to do everything with the screen shares and then then establish whose responsibility that is that's that's something we're still working on because we still have crossover on different things where people are not maybe they're they do this one week and the other, you know, it's not perfect. So I think that's, that's our biggest thing is checklist. Every single little thing in that checklist is documented with a screen share, a video or audio of some type of description is what we've been really trying to do.
0: I love that. Yeah. It's interesting when you really start like breaking it down, like what a business is. I mean, it's just like a collection of systems and processes. And that's like the IP that you build up within the company is like, somebody, you know, your dad probably started, it was just him, you know, he builds like the system and then like, that's the system and it comes from his expertise. And then you come in and you learn new things and then you layer on that expertise. And it's like, the more you can document that expertise and pass it along, like now you're building like real, real value into the company. And I love how you guys are like doing checklist plus video. Cause it's like, could you take somebody off the street today and just like plop them down in front of the checklist right. and like, could they get it ninety percent of the way there, or like hundred percent? Like, yep. that's super cool to to hear. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I told. I I said, I go look for all of our team team members that have different responsibilities. If it's marketing, or if it's you know if it's over in the accounting department, I said we need to make this so simple that when they cut, so if someone's completely out, they've never done your job before, they need to come in here and they be able to do it when they're done looking, watching your videos and your checklists. They need to be able to do it. So it. that's yeah. that's the goal. the other thing too that's been really helpful is we when we were we were kind of talking to you for, you know what what you guys are using these tools and that and you got asana you tied tied in with Slack and the integrations that happen there. That Asana we we have on it, we actually use that for all of our pre-construction too. We find it a lot better than like Builder Trend or any, it's got a lot more it's just got a lot more functionality to it. But we use that to build out all of our recurring tasks for marketing, accounting, whatever. And and you don't have to, it's automated. So you build those automations and Those things hit every week they get checked off, they come back, they're there again. There's subtasks that have dependencies that they all got to be completed in order to get the other, get the main task done. So, I mean, somebody jumps in and goes, hey, I need to, I need to do That's what those checklists are talking about. They need to do this and they're done. You know, once they can't check them off till that top, you know, the bottom ones are done. So that's another piece of it. So a lot of work to set that up.
0: We yeah. we we should probably do like a whole uh, whole walkthrough on all that because yeah it's amazing what you can do with those like task dependencies and recurring yeah. tasks and automation and then if you tie it in it's like oh here's the task it pops up and then it's linked to the training checklist with the training videos and yep. it's like it's yep. all right there so. book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes. If you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to RemodelerMarketingBlueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit. So thinking back, I, I find that like you've worked on a lot of different projects over the years. Like there's always some like weird or wacky, like client stories or projects that come up, like anything mm-hmm. come to mind where you were working on something that was just like, man, I can't believe we're dealing with this. Or this, this was <laughs> hilarious or, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah. I got, I got one actually goes right to mind. <laughs> so we're, we're out in, we, we live kind of East County, San Diego, or, or we work out there. I actually live in Idaho and I do a lot of this remotely, which is another piece of it, but we, we had a project in it's kind of a San Isabel, Julian area. And it's it's way out there. There's a big old lake that has a really nice view out there. We're building this this. I think we're we're just doing a foundation for this guy for he was for his house. And there's no so, so what he did was he had a septic tank out on the property. He sets up a toilet right on top of the septic tank. So without just a regular porcelain bowl toilet, and that was the outhouse, man. That's you got to sit and watch the lake while you sat on the outhouse, <laughs> or I sat on the toilet. So it's a, it's a great view. So
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. All right. Thinking back over over the the journey in the business, like, what do you think is uh, one thing that's like surprised you the most about like running a business and growing a business?
1: It's a lot of work, and I think that everything. Every time I've started a new project I go, "Man, this is going to be," not gonna be too bad. It always, it It's a lot of work. You know, to get it. That's always more work seems like every time you you figure it's going to you know what you figure it's going to take double triple the time make sure you you account for it you know with your resources money and people and uh, i think that i think that evaluating your people you know your team is really important because if you just work in your team to where they're they're not you just treat them like they're a just a tool to get something done i think you get you get a lot more team collaboration i think that's one of the biggest things that i've had to learn that it's not about just grinding and getting things done all the time that you have to actually value your team and and invest in them in order to get, you know, to, to get that team camaraderie and, and really have a good goal, you know, to work towards a goal to get it done. So that's probably the biggest thing. I think that, you know, understanding that team and hardest part at the same time, it's, it's important and the hardest, one of the hardest things.
0: Yeah. 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 I I'd agree with you there, man. It's because it takes, thought and reflection and like an effort, you know, to connect and, you know, put in some of those like soft pieces where it's not just like, we're doing this and getting it done. And that's all that matters. And, but I find that like the consistency element of like team and culture and camaraderie is one of the most difficult parts. You know, you can't like let up on that, you know, you got to kind of keep that going keeping people engaged and and all that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, good, good observation there. What do you think is the most fun? part
1: of running the business. Yeah, I like it. I like the the marketing in and I like the sales in making the making the engine run, then and put I really enjoy putting systems in place for the business to make it run smoother. So oh, that's that's all those together is what I really enjoy doing. Yeah. With. Well,
0: yeah, that's a good recipe right there. If you like those three things, like, yeah, yeah, I think things are going to go well. So I'm curious, what what does the future look like for you guys? You know, I, I know right now you said mostly, you know, custom homes or just whole home remodels. Is anything in the next three to five years that you guys are really working towards or just looking to hone in and perfect kind of what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, so we've had to, we've actually had to stop taking work, taking projects over the next year or so because we've gotten so backed up with that process. So we're we've kind of taken a step back looking at what we're doing. We've had we're right now what we're working on is we our YouTube channel, which is a real property show, we took that thing and we built a website for it. So it's like real, it's realpropertyTV.com. And that's our that's that's the site that promotes our construction company. We're also launching a real estate business that go along with that. We've been focused on the construction. So that's that if we're implementing that, and we're working through figuring out how to, uh, to cross promote these businesses right now mm-hmm. to take advantage of that. So we've been doing a, a referring out those leads that are coming in for the real estate side, being that we're mm-hmm. licensed, we can we can do that. But to refer those leads out to real estate agents, so we're looking at taking how we can take that in house and then also take the and, and you know work those two businesses together. So that's what that's what our biggest focus is right now. We have some other some larger, and we've been, had some, some very interesting projects come in uh, recently that are like building some very large equestrian centers and uh, things that are just really, really nice projects that we're, we're meeting with some people on right now. So those could be some very uh, good projects in the future. So anyway, that's, that's the custom home side of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, I I like that. And you know, I, I know I have some more context around like how you've built you know the marketing engine and how like it's cool how once you've like built a real strength within your core business it starts to open up like opportunities for you know like in this case the second business and how can you like play them off of each other and yeah I love I love hearing about that that's super cool to wrap up with a couple of questions what are you seeing as like one or two really big challenges that as an industry we kind of need to be paying attention to and and working to solve over the next you know 12 to 36 months
1: so one of the things we're seeing, and this is more on the custom home side, but what is happening is we're seeing the, the ceiling with the appraisals. So the people that are, so we have projects that are costing someone's got owns the land outright, and the cost to actually build this project are the, the same amount that the property appraises for or more. So you're seeing people having to bring in a lot of cash to get the project done. There's no equity, they're having like a negative equity position by the time they end up building this thing that's where we're seeing, we're seeing that even though the values have gone up where they've gone up, the construction costs have gone up significantly. So we got some, we ha- do have some head pressure, you know, at the top here, that's going to be, it's kind of, it's killing some deals. So we've had a few deals that are falling apart because of it. So I think that we have to, we got to figure out how there's two pieces of it. It's, you know, get the cost, get the cost down is one thing. And then there may be some solutions with the lending side of it, but that's, I haven't figured it out, but I know that's one of the problems that that we do have that's that we're facing on that end. So
0: yeah, no that that makes sense. Yeah, no that's that's a big one, and that's interesting because as soon as you hit hit that ceiling, then it starts yeah tempering demand or you know then things shift and then that you know it's like okay what do we need to do next? Yeah, any other yeah. like big challenges just industry wide that you're seeing going on?
1: I think the same that we hear from everybody. They're just getting getting materials, and we got prices increasing so we're just we're just trying to solve we're, we're trying to solve them I think like everybody else and try to get ahead of it lock in as many prices as we can when the prices are down if we can get the money by you know by the by the product up front our lumber packages lumber packages are expensive I mean they're hundred some of them are hundred to two hundred thousand dollars that we've been doing so yeah trying walk, wild trying, trying to lock them in <laughs> yeah I know and, <laughs> and even yeah, that that's going up right, right now too out. so <laughs> we had rates in uh, you know what the couple of people locked in at the end of March, you're in a March at three and 3.375. And now we're up a point, at least on the construction money. Those are portfolio lenders. So Kinetka has some decent rates still that, that are out there that we've been seeing. So
0: hmm. that's, that's
1: good.
0: Yeah. yeah. It'll be an interesting second half of the year. That's for sure. We'll see yeah. what goes on yeah. with the rates. Yeah. Brian, to, to wrap us up, one final piece of advice that you'd share with other, other remodelers or design build custom builders that you want to pass along?
1: Yeah, I think just our biggest thing that we've that that been able to benefit from is the marketing engine we put in place. I think that's a huge thing. So Spencer does a really good job with teaching people how to do that. So I know he it, we learned a lot from him. So I think that's I mean putting that in place from your it, it, for your business now will help you you know year two years from now. So as we, it's still good right now. So I would put it in now, you know, to, to make that happen. It's been a huge benefit for us over the last, you know, three or four years that we, we put something in place. So I think
0: that's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, I had a couple of thoughts there. Like a couple of mentors of mine, they said, you know, usually when like you're hitting those times of uncertainty or, you know, people are a little bit afraid, which I think is going on right now. It's like every time I've hit those moments and I've like doubled down on being more aggressive, then I just like come out so strong because everyone's just kind of being tentative and holding back. And, and I think to just build on your point of like, Hey, when things are good, like that's when you can make those investments into building the things that carry you through the low times. And so I think that's, yeah, really, really sound advice. And then just, just finally, if people want to go check out like the YouTube channel or kind of what you're building, where can they go to check that out or find out more about what you guys are up to?
1: If you go to YouTube, it's a real property show. So you check that out. We have a podcast too. It's a real property show. And then the website is realpropertytv.com. And that's, that's where we host all those videos that are on that YouTube channel. So that's, that's what's going to be the engine, to drive for the construction company and the real estate business. So that's, that's the idea. Behind yeah. That. But yeah. Yeah. You definitely check it out. And if you have questions, you can email us to either info at tfgonline.com. That's our construction website and then, or the real or info at so. Cool.
0: Yeah. And for everybody listening, I would definitely go check those out and follow along because what, what Brian and his team are building is is super cool. Yeah. Just like being able to y- use that marketing engine to drive like different profit centers or different opportunities. And yeah. Anyway, I think if anything, you'll get some inspiration from watching what they're doing. And Brian, I always uh, enjoy our conversations and appreciate you spending some time with me today. Well,
1: same here, Spencer. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, man. righty, Have a great day. See ya. All right, you too. See ya.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.